to be singing that. How are you? I've uh, been singing. What, what is that not true? <laughs> I'm great, and yourself? Good. Great. Because we just finished up interviewing Cassie Sanchez. Woo! Author of Chasing the Darkness, which is a romance fantasy novel mm-hmm. that just came out on yeah. February 1st. Woo-woo! And we had so much fun talking to Cassie, talking about her book, talking about her inspirations, her whole literary process. I mean, I it was really, really fucking cool. Don't worry, that was oh, not a beer. That was a zero sugar setup. <laughs> Honestly, it's five o'clock somewhere. I'm eating an hour later. Yeah. Which, should I have done that while we were recording? Probably not. <laughs> but we're here now. <laughs> Starting off the new year, baby! Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. we took a little bit of a hiatus. Sorry to our loyal fans out there. Did some, uh, did some regrouping, did some thinking, actually <laughs> did some planning. Yeah. Where we want to carry the show forward. <laughs> Which is not in the ground, as some might would think. <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to take it straight down. Just like a gradual <laughs> downward trend would be great. Uh, slowly. Um, yeah. So, welcome to 2022. Welcome to everything but the book. Welcome to season two. Season two, baby. Baby. We still have the balloons, which I'm very excited about. Oh yeah. <laughs> which. Liz got us a one balloon for our first birthday, and a two balloon for season two. <laughs> the lady thought I was turning 21, which I was like, thank you, I'm flattered. <laughs> you yeah. should have just been like, sorry. Yes. You should have been like, I should have been like, sorry, no, I'm turning 12. <laughs> thank you. <Yep. laughs> um, actually, I'm turning 12. Uh, is this, is this not, is this, do I not look 12? This is kind of upsetting me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How old do you think I am, lady? Clearly, 21. Huh. Well, okay. Let's get into it. Yeah. This is going to be a bit of a shorter episode, but <laughs> we wanted to talk a little bit about reading goals yeah. uh, as we get into this new year here. Uh, something that people like to do is at the beginning of the year, they'll pick a reading goal. This is really popular on Goodreads, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't have a Goodreads, get one, because what are you doing? Yeah, it, it, honestly, it's such a great app in platform because it keeps track of your books you can find books you want and like you can have that list of like oh wait i don't know what i'm gonna i I don't know what i want to read and you can go to i clicked on what do i want to read and either go buy the book go find it on kindle from your library audible like there's there's so many different things you can do and it also is really cool because it it is it does the math for you (laughs) you put in what page you're at it's like cool you're 20 percent done and you're like oh that's really sweet thank you yeah Better than me trying to do math on the side. This episode brought to you by Goodreads. <laughs> Sponsor us, please. Oh my god, please. But no. something that Goodreads does is they give you the opportunity to set your reading goal at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Did you have a reading goal last year? I did. What was it? 100 books. 100 books. Mm-hmm. Did you meet that goal? Yes. How many books did you read last year? 197. <laughs> so Liz nearly doubled her reading goal from last year. Yeah. Um, I set a reading goal of 80 books. Uh-huh. I read 91 Hell yeah. in 2021. So I did meet and smash the shit out of my goal. Yes, you did. I was very excited about that. Um, but I didn't really have a plan going into it. I just knew that I was getting really obsessed with 
reading all over again and I was just like you know consuming all these books and I kind of got obsessed with the number of books that I had read Mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna lie I think that was a bit unhealthy at least for me yeah to just get consumed by like oh well you know I've only read a book this week I've only read four (laughs) books this month like that's incredible that's still a lot of books yeah so Uh, I think we just kind of wanted to have a little bit of a chat about what what goes into forming a reading goal mm-hmm. and how to make it work for you and how to make it not be this, like, pressure yeah. looming over your head. So I definitely felt pressure from establishing a reading goal last year to this year. I mean, because it's like, okay, well, I've read that many books last year. I obviously need to do better this year. But it's like, okay, it's not about doing better. It's about what are what are my goals? What's realistic? What can I do? And it's not bad to, if you're really new to reading to start it off low. Start with like 10 or 20 books. You can always increase if you want, but... <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just opening more candy. <laughs> A candy. But... It's okay, and it's also okay if you don't hit your goal. It's it, That's what it is. It's a goal. And then that helps, if you keep setting more goals, it will help you define what your, what your reading level, not reading level, but your reading pace is, and how many books you consume. It also depends on the book length, too. Like, are you trying to, like, are you trying to crush all three Lord of the Rings every yes. time you read? Yes. Like, I mean, you are, yes. <laughs> but, like, that, like, if you put all of them together, like, are you trying to crush those kinds of books? Like, are you trying to crush books, like, um, Empire of the Vampire every single time you read because that's probably going to be a little bit lower of a number than if you were going to read um, like anime books. I feel like those kind of just go or like comics because you can track comics also on Goodreads. But like those are probably going to be a little bit easier reads and you could probably increase your number if you wanted to. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. You got to think about what books do I like to read. Mm-hmm. Are they typically 200 page page turners where it's, I finish it, you know, in a couple of hours in one sitting? Okay. It's conceivable that you could do, you know, a couple of those a month, probably even a couple of those a week, depending on what other factors go into your life. Mm-hmm. Here's another big part of it is, mm-hmm. are you in school? Do you have kids? Do you work odd hours <laughs> at your job? Like, all of these things go into it, so I think it's, you know, I see that Liz read nearly 200 books last year, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm not going to read anywhere near that many, but instead of looking at that and and shaming myself for it, instead being like, you know what, that was really awesome that you did that. And it's also very awesome that I set a goal this year to read 52 books, which is one every week. There you go. And I, I think it's been challenging, which I think is important for a goal, yeah. so that it you know, pushes you to, to make reading a part of your daily schedule. But also, that's achievable. Yeah. That's something I can reasonably do. So, making your goal achievable. If you've never read you know, a book in your life, it's probably not going to be... A realistic goal to say, I'm going to read a book every single day, and I'm going to read 365 books this year. Good God. Probably not. I don't think I'll ever do No. Let's be honest. Probably not. But, if right now you're reading two books a week, 
and you're like, oh, I'm going to set my goal at 100 books this year. That, I think that's a perfect goal. Yeah. Because then, you know, you get a, give yourself a little bit of leeway. Give yourself some leeway. Yeah. And again, it goes into how much media are you consuming? Because are you reading, are you reading books? Do you have them need to be back to the library? I mean, I, I read, I read, I, I listen to audiobooks a lot when I'm either working out or when I'm driving to work because I do have a, like a, a little bit of a commute, probably 15, 20 minutes, and sometimes it's longer depending on what happens that day, but, like, that's, e- it's an easier way for me to consume media, and I've noticed that using Audible, I have, like, doubled the amount of books. I don't, if I didn't have Audible, I don't think I would have set as an ambitious goal this year as, as I, as I did, because I know Audible books only take me about three or four days, and so it's a book a week of just audio. Okay, well, what else am I doing that night? Am I also reading a book? Am I, like, a book book, or am I reading one on the Kindle? Because Matt likes to play video games, so I want to be downstairs with him, but it's easier, I don't have to worry about a light, so I'll just be on my Kindle. Like, what am I doing that way? So it just, honestly, it depends on how you guys utilize books and how much you consume or what's easiest for you to, to consume while you're doing stuff. I know I've mentioned this before, but if you read a book... You're a reader. Yeah. Like, I know that the the book talk culture, especially, mm-hmm. kind of gets us into this mindset of we have to consume every possible book in order to feel like we're qualified to be in this community. Yeah. That's just not healthy. It's not realistic. Yeah. No, it's not healthy either because it takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Is it fun anymore if you're like, oh, I have to read this book so that I can make a TikTok about it? Like, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm only saying that because I felt that way. Mm-hmm. I have definitely felt the pressure to be like, oh my gosh, I have to buy this book and I have to get it the day it comes out and I have to finish the entire thing the day it comes out. I'm looking at you, A Quarter Silver Flames, and <laughs> I have to, like, yeah. not enjoy it. When the right. primary reason I was reading it is because I wanted to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So... Don't take the fun out of it for yourself by trying to keep up with people who are probably in high school, let's be honest, yeah. and don't have any other responsibilities other than they, they wake up, they read, they go home, they read. Yeah. And you know what? That's awesome. Good for them. I think that's great. I Fucking I, fantastic. I wish I could do that. <laughs> but I don't. Welcome yeah, to the real world, jackass! <laughs> I was talking to one of our friends the other day, and he's like, well, you've inspired me to read. I'm like, number one, thank you. Number two, what kind of books are you going to read? That's <laughs> like. Let's talk about that. And he's like, well, I think I want to do a little bit, not like self-help, but like more of like the nonfiction and um, that kind of thing. I was like, okay, cool, yeah. Well, how long are those books? Because you said you want to enjoy reading. Do you like and Do you enjoy those? Because I feel like there's a pressure to also to have those like self-help books and be like, I'm well-read. It's like, well, yes. yeah, but what about, do you like sci-fi? He's like, kind of. Or I was like, you like horror? Why don't you try some horror books? Those are probably get you back into reading and you, you'll enjoy it because you just you just told me you finished a book and it took you a really long time because you didn't like it I'm like you shouldn't also feel the pressure to finish it to be, be considered this well-read person I say that and I like I self-examine myself I am giving you the eye right now because I'm like oh oh they shouldn't feel pressure to finish a book huh I can say that to other people <laughs> to make themselves feel good <laughs> I'm different. Liz, by the way, feels immense pressure to finish any book she starts, so... Yeah. You know, there's that. I almost gave up on one, but then I literally finished it out of spite so I could write a review and be like, be like, this book was awful. I'm sorry. Like, it was literally the worst book I've ever consumed in my life. 
so I felt like I had to do it do like justice so I could I could be satisfied of closing that because because uh, then I feel like I'd wonder and that's something for me to get over and not for anybody else to worry about <laughs> I will work on that maybe maybe that's my goal this year I will DNF one book and it will haunt me <laughs> This is actually just an intervention. This whole episode is an intervention. <laughs> Let's we have to talk about your habits, your self-destructive behavior. <laughs> Finishing shitty books. Because I really like that thing you said to me about um, when you DNF'd a book. You're like, why am I going to waste my time reading something that doesn't give me pleasure? Or like I don't derive joy out of it. Yeah. Did I say that? Yeah. You wow, said- that was really profound of me. Yeah. I loved it. When did I say this? When, what when, book did, was I talking about? I can't remember. I'd have to go back in our chats and look. But it was a it was a black book. That's what I remember. And you just did not like it. The what? It was like a black book. I just remember like the cover being black. Oh. Probably with stuff on it. But that's that's all I remember. And you're like, this book was awful. <laughs> we could also go back into your like read your Goodreads. And, oh oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I will say this about Goodreads. They don't have a DNF button. Oh, yeah. To say that you, like, finished a book. It's either you finished it or you didn't. Mm-hmm. So, like, books that I DNF'd and just took off of my list, um, they didn't, like, count towards my goal. Yeah, I think that's also weird because you did read it. Uh, to an extent. Yeah. To an extent. No, I guess I kind of agree with that, but I think there should be a separate number for, like, honestly, I just didn't finish this book. It wasn't for me. Yeah. And that's fair. That's okay. Wait, what book recently did I just hate so much? Oh my gosh, I... Oh. Oh no. So, on NetGalley... Oh, yeah? Which is where you can request advanced copies of books or advanced readers' copies, ARCs, uh, to read and then provide feedback to the publisher and feedback to the author. Mm-hmm. Um, I read, a, I got a copy of a book I was really, really excited about called Portrait of a Thief. Oh, yeah! And the cover was really cool. The premise was super awesome. I, I mean, I was pumped to read this book. It was going to be a heist book, and it was going to tackle a lot of issues about identity and not feeling like you belonged anywhere because it's all a group of Chinese American college age students and they go to pull off these you know art heists so I'm like oh this is everything I want in a book yeah and it tested the limits of my patience so much but I I felt like I had to finish it and then I did I'm glad that I did push through and finish it but like Oh my god, it upset me so much because these characters are pulling off these big, like, international level heists and not suffering any consequences for it. When they get caught! (laughs) They are caught multiple times and there's never any consequences for any of them. And I'm like, we were just just talking about magic systems that don't have a cost to the magic. That was the real world equivalent. Encanto. (laughs) Oh my god, don't even get me started. Sorry, 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 back to book. We don't talk about Bruno. But I love Bruno. (laughs) I love Bruno too. Bruno's so great. I'm gonna cry. Um, yeah. Anyways, I gave that book a scathing review, and I kind of <laughs> felt bad about it, but then I didn't because I'm like, eh. there were no checks and balances in your book. You just, you just everybody. This book was unhinged. It was chaotic, <laughs> and you'd think I would like that given the kind of content I produce, but I just didn't. So. 
I don't know how that's all related to this discussion that we're having about goal setting, but, um, yeah, don't feel pressured to finish a book. <laughs> all right. And then don't feel weird to, I guess, just read books because, uh, again, feeling pressured from either, like, book talk your work friends or your work idols or other people like i enjoy a good smut book a lot i enjoy them a lot it's one of my favorite fucking genres now (laughs) but also not there's a bunch of good romance books out there that are labeled smut because they've got this guy on the cover but then you read it and they're actually talking about real life problems and it, and it felt relatable, and I feel kind of ashamed also for kind of liking it and keep reading these types of books. But it's also because I like, I do like the romance, and I like when the girl ends up with the guy, and like they go through trials and tribulations, but guess what? They work it out. They work together to figure it out, and it's not one-sided. And But you know what? That's, that's smut. That's, that's romance. You can't like that. And it's like, but I enjoy it a lot. I enjoy it so much. I mean, yeah, I also love reading Red Rising and other genres of books like Dune, like sci-fi and stuff, but it's okay to like romance and smut too. I'm just putting that out there. (laughs) This is just a feelings episode. This is, I'm here to validate you. Because it's important to read what you like. Yes, thank you. I saw something the other day, and if someone is more scientifically inclined... Uh, feel free to call bullshit on this, but they were talking about how when you read books, does it only make you smarter if you're reading nonfiction? Like, if you're reading history, or if you're reading self-help, or if you're reading things that, you know, are intended to improve your critical thinking, and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out that when you're reading fiction, your brain is creating all these synaptic responses that increase... Your thinking skills, because your brain's a muscle, and reading is like working out your brain, regardless of what it is you're reading, because your your synapses are going through that process. So, if anyone tells you that your smut book is not educational, I'll be like, first of all, my brain. <laughs> Second of all, fuck off. <laughs> Maybe try a couple of those positions. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because some of them sound ridiculous. I'm like, that shouldn't work. But anyway. <laughs> like, I don't think that's feasible. Stop that. <laughs> uh, this actually reminds me. This is completely not related to anything at all. Fair. But uh, they just put Bram Stoker's Dracula on Netflix. The one with Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder. And oh, Keanu Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> I'd never seen it before. And now I've seen it, and there were so many sexual undertones and overtones in that movie that I was like, oh my god, this feels weird watching this movie, because it's like, it's kind of action-y movie about Dracula, but it's really more so about Mina, Winona Ryder's character, her coming to terms with her age and her sexuality and the relationships that she has with both the man in her life, Keanu Reeves, who plays Jonathan Harker, and this, her version of her book boyfriend, which is Dracula, <laughs> kind of, like, making me question whether or not he was real. Right. Like, uh, this this movie <laughs> sent me sideways. But the why you reminded me of that was because there's a scene kind of towards the beginning where she's secretly reading the Kama Sutra. Oh, okay. And her friend comes up 
and it's like, oh, well, what are you reading? She's like, nothing! And then the book falls to the floor, and it falls open, of course, to this very detailed sex position, and she's like, oh, Mina, you dog! And then they're, like, giggling and laughing about it, and there's a lot of homosexual overtones between, like, in the relationship between these two characters, because they're always, like, very... They're very touchy-feely, and they're very, like, oh, Mina, I love you, no. To the point where I'm like... Um, I don't know why Penny's coming into my head. Oh, okay. That wasn't it. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. I forget. Um, doesn't matter. She gets turned into a vampire. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> and they cut her fucking head off. Like, how fun. <laughs> so fun. Looked like she was having a great time. Yeah, I bet. Uh, yeah. Oh, Carrie Ellis is in that movie, too. Who? Carrie Ellis. Oh, okay. You know, the Princess Bride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. The guy from Saw. Oh, I forget he's that guy. Yeah, he's also in that movie Black Christmas that I keep telling you to watch. Why? It's kind of a scary movie, but it's also, it's like a feminist manifesto of a scary movie. Okay. (laughs) It's really great. Okay. Anyways. um, I have to remember that. Right, well, to loop it all back around, that reminded me of that scene from Dracula and how weird that movie was. You're like, ah. Hmm. No. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> for this. For putting that out into the world. <laughs> Gary Oldman was pretty hot in that, though. Yeah? They gave him, like, a long black wig, and he has these, like, beautiful blue eyes, and obviously he plays Dracula, so. He's hot. There's that. <laughs> And then Keanu Reeves looks about 17. <laughs> so I'm kind of conflicted on whether or not he's attractive in that one. <laughs> but Winona Ryder, oh my gosh. The first movie I ever saw Winona Ryder in was Zoolander. No! <laughs> and so... Here I am. Edward Scissorhands. Exactly, right? Like, I didn't see these other movies uh, with her when she was younger until, yeah. like, now in my uh-huh. life. So I have this version of Renona Ryder in my head that's very much Stranger Things. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's Will Byers' mom. She's no, she's Renona fucking Ryder. <laughs> and she's so beautiful. Yeah, she is. Um... Yeah, wow, what a tangent. See, I told you I'd go off on some crazy-ass tangent. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. They they understand what we're doing. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is definitely not gonna be about goals. <laughs> it's everything but the book goal. Everything but what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> yeah. But you love it, so it's fine. Shut up. <laughs> this year, um, so you mentioned, as a joke, that one of your goals was gonna be DNFing a book. Do you mm-hmm. have any, like, not- Numbers related goals. Yes. For books this year. Uh, I'm gonna read, um, because I have all these books that I bought for work that I've never read. Um, and I wanna at least do one of those a month. I did not do it in January because I did not make that goal until about halfway through and I was like, bam, January's lost anyway. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) It's good to point out though, you can change your goals as you progress through the year. Say you totally smash your book goal and you're like, huh. Well, that was easy. Change the goal. Yeah. Or, you're like, there's no effing way I'm going to reach that number. Bring it down. Bring it down. Change the goal. Like, it's about you. You are competing against yourself here. Exactly. Honestly. Unless you're actually in competition with your friends. In oh which God. case. Oh my Jesus. Find some new friends. <laughs> like, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that would be 
imagine. Because then again, now I'm making. I was about to me. say, I'm I'm gonna stop you right there because you are in competition with your smartwatch, with all your friends with smartwatches. Not not really. That's only if they challenge. I don't look at their stuff normally. If I see like it'll tell me like Kate has finished outdoor cycling, I'll reply and be like, hell yeah. Or, like, send emojis because it has, like, populated stuff, and I think that's really funny. But, like, you can challenge. Most of us don't. It's just Kyle. <laughs> Here I was thinking it was everybody. Turns out it was just Kyle. Just Kyle. <laughs> just Kyle. Oh, man. Keep it up. You do you, boo. Yeah. I was like, I'll play, but I'll win, but thank you. <laughs> My non-numbers-related goals are to definitely read more history. Because I love history. You just finished your history book. I did. I just finished Siri Plocky's, uh Nuclear Folly, which is a history of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, it was excellent. Yeah. I rated that bitch five stars. Yes, you did. It I was, was like, so, did. <laughs> it was so good. I love him as a historian. This is his newest book. Um, the first book I read of his was about Chernobyl. Oh, and okay. He, he writes things in such a way that it draws you into... A, a narrative and a timeline to make you almost feel like you're there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with history, you know how it's going to end mm-hmm. for the most part. Unless you don't, in which case, whatever. Like, when I read The Last Duel, I didn't know how that was going to end. Right. Um, I still have that. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> you're welcome. And it, it... So, in the Cuban Missile Crisis, of course I didn't know the details, but I know the general consensus is like, oh, the U.S. won and the USSR lost. But it's so much more complex than that like and for me I kind of have now a bit of a sympathetic perspective uh of Nikita Khrushchev who was the Russian premier at the time even though this was the end of his political career this was the thing that brought him down like his country totally lost faith in him and the USSR comes you know crashing down 30 years later and blah, blah 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 um but he did what he had to do after a slew of mistakes to avoid a nuclear conflict between the two largest nuclear powers in the world. I consider that a win. Yeah. That's a win for me. Yeah. Because I'm here to tell the tale. <laughs> so I think it was a win. Yeah. Um, could it have been prevented? Sure, absolutely. But yeah. Anyways, you guys, I want to hear about that. So, yeah. Yeah. More of that. I want to read more Pulitzer Prize winning books. Ooh. So things that have these famous accolades and I have no idea why. Do you, what is the Pulitzer Prize given for again? I forgot. Being good, I guess. <laughs> okay. I think, I, I I think there's know. one for fiction. I think there's one for nonfiction. Okay. Um, it's like The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. Oh, That's okay. on my short read list. Or just more classic, like books that are, you know, held in such high regard. And I want to be like, for why? Yeah. Like, what, what makes this book classic? Yeah. So, I want to get a bit more literary... I like it. I don't want to read more self-help workish type books. Yeah. You talked about it earlier, how there is a bit of a pressure, like, if someone asks you at work what you're reading, you have to say, like, Brene Brown. Or, like, some other, like, super fancy book, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. So why? Th- this happened to me! Yes! Me, who is so proud about whatever book I'm reading, somebody asked me, they're like, what book are you reading right Because I asked them for the reading list, and they said, what book are you reading right now? And I was like, um... History of the Cuban Missile Crisis, which I hadn't started yet, but I was too embarrassed to tell him I was reading Lord of the Rings. Why? Why should I have been embarrassed about that? No. No. That was stupid. (laughs) 
I hope Fuck one you, day. Fuck you, Sarah, you stupid <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I hope one day we're going to be on a panel, right? And they're going to ask that question. and be like, Actar. They're like, what? Like, a quarter of roses, read it! Yeah, if you haven't read a quarter of roses, what are you doing? And it's like this super, like, intense panel, right? And you're just like, no, Akatar. Yeah, hopefully everybody goes, huh. Mm-hmm. Not like, what? <laughs> hey. It's like, wow, that was profound. <laughs> yeah. So book goals. I think they're important, just like with everything else, kind of just adding some intention Providing yourself a structure to move forward. Building that path for yourself. Yeah. To, hey, if you want to be a reader, my husband, for instance, he's like, you know what? I want to start reading more. And I was like, hell yeah, fucking right. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And it starts with a small routine and then, like, to just to get yourself into it, I would say. Like, make, set aside time. Start... I mean, if you want to read, and it doesn't have to be, again, like a book a day or, you know, half a book. You can just start with pages. Like, I want to read ten pages a night before I go to sleep. Yeah. Hey, and that can evolve into chapters. And hey, guess what? That can evolve into whatever you want. But as long as you're making time for it and set aside that dedicated time, yeah, it's going to be difficult in the beginning because you're going to be like, fuck, I don't want to read. Or this isn't what I'm used to. But I promise, you just sit, make it a thing. Follow it for a couple weeks. It'll be it'll be part of your normal routine, and you'll be and you'll kill it. Just straight up kill it. It's a habit, just like anything else. You form that connection with your brain's ability to read. Um, I think something I get a lot from people is like, "Oh, I wish I had time to read." Bitch, you do. You do have time to read. You choose not to. Yeah. So, just set aside. that comes out as harsh, but it is the truth. I I distinctly remember being in college and. Uh, I was at my sorority house, hair flip. <laughs> I was reading Anna Karenina, which was one of my favorite books. And one of the other girls in the house walked by and she goes, I wish I had free time to read. And I was like, you do. You do. It's there. If you spent the 15 minutes a day you're on Facebook before you start homework because you're on the computer and your brain is just automatically programmed to go to social media... If you switch that time to reading, you have created that time for yourself. Now you're not doing the social media thing. You're not doing that other thing. And if that's also something you want to do, okay, now we have to discuss managing that time. But, like, you have the time to read if you want to do it. Mm -hmm. It's just, it might take the place of something else. It might. I mean, time is not a renewable resource. (laughs) We do not have an infinite amount of it. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we first started getting back into reading, like, I was like, I don't have time to read. We're like, okay, no, okay. Now I just have to get ready for bed earlier. And I'll sit in bed, and then I will read it. And it'll be like, a, it'll be like, it's a reward. It's a reward. It's like a reward. <laughs> and I'll just light a candle, and that'll be part of it. I'll light my candle, i start my reading. I blow it out, i go to sleep. <laughs> and it worked. And I was like, oh, cool. So now, like, 9 o'clock on, I'm like, hey, hey, I get in bed. We must be in bed by nine, Matt. <laughs> or I just get to bed. I'm like, I don't care what you're doing. I'm getting to bed now. I'm read. I can't read in bed because it puts me to sleep immediately. <laughs> I will maybe get two pages there and then I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's, what's that's how I sleep too. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
probably not a good thing for me. Realizing, I'm like, maybe that's why I can't sleep, because I do read. I'm like, my mind's awake. The sky's awake, so I'm awake. <laughs> yeah. Can't read at night. For me, it's gotta be... Uh, Lunch break, that's a big thing for me. I'm a big proponent of getting up away from your desk and going to do something for lunch. <laughs> do I ever do that? Hardly. Well, I was like, that. that is a nice sentiment. I like it. <laughs> but if I'm reading, I'm mentally going to a different place. And that's that's nice, too. I play solitaire. <laughs> See? Perfect example! <laughs> um, I'm like, I need to put things in order. Let me do this. Oh, yeah. I can see why you like solitaire. That checks out. <laughs> if I order it there, then I can order it in the real life. That's false. <laughs> All right, let's let's recap here. Okay. Book goals. Set a goal. Make it achievable. Make it realistic. Start with something you actually want to read. Mm -hmm. Don't fuck with the shit that you don't mm -hmm. really care about. Uh, make time for it. Yeah. Make, make reading a habit. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think you're listening to this thinking, fuck books, I hate reading. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> what brought you here, friend? <laughs> and, uh, no, send me an email if, uh, if it did, because I'm really interested in that algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> How did that work? Uh... Yeah. Plus, going to the library for me is such a cathartic experience. I love the library. It's just like having fun isn't hard. Knowledge. When you've got a library card. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I need to read Empire of the Vampire now that you brought it up. Same. I looked at because I'm a you know I'm a fucking weirdo. I looked in my closet and I was like I can't bring that candle because that's saving for Empire of the Vampire. If I want to smell that candle, I gotta start reading. <laughs> Liz has a candle closet. Like it's a linen closet in her house. That just has candles in it. There's other stuff, but yes, it's... one shelf has candles. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, do other people have this in their house? Let me know. I Maybe I'm the weird one here. I'm the odd man out without a candle closet. <laughs> like, I have a feeling that this is a you thing, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, people probably do it, but not to the excess that I have now lived in. <laughs> But you'll be proud of me. I haven't bought candles in, like, months. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. Actually, I realized that's a lie about a candle yesterday, but that, it was fun, because it's from the bookish box, and the candle's called Morador. Oh, so, yeah, like, we like that. That counts. I haven't bought other candles in literally months. I have not bought a book this year for myself this year. Which is great. Uh... That's also a lie. I... <laughs> oh, make these statements. Wait, actually, I... shit. Whoop. Uh, this is becoming less and less impressive as I <laughs> I have not bought a new physical copy of a book for myself this year. Too you, had, you had the Amazon credit. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay, that's I, like, I, I feel stack like that's up, different. I stack up my Amazon credits from selecting Amazon Day shipping as opposed to Prime shipping. So they give me like two ninety nine in book credit. Nice. So I stack it up and then I buy a Kindle book. And then, in case you didn't know this, if you are a Prime member, you get two free books a month from Amazon. 
Not Kindle Unlimited, just Amazon Prime. Yes. How, you didn't know this? Alyssa! Sarah, okay. what do I need to do? This is called, everyone get your notebooks out. Okay. I'm about to take y'all to school. I'm ready. If you have a Kindle. Uh-huh. Does it have to be like a real Kindle or Kindle app? I think you can, I think it works. You okay. have to sign up for Amazon First Reads. Amazon First Reads releases, a, like, eight-ish books the month before they come out to Prime readers to read. And you can select up to two of the new releases. So, um, shit, where is my Kindle? For example, I got an email saying... Hey, your first reads are now available. These books all come out on one March, so you can pick up to two of them. So I downloaded one called A Train to Moscow. Why did I know that was what you were going to get? Because I'm Oh, are you now. reading them right now? I was like... I got A Train to Moscow, which mm-hmm. is a World War II fiction thing. Or post-World War II. And then, can you guess the other one that I picked? Uh. Is it Death in the Sunshine? I'll give you a hint. It's a New Orleans-based murder mystery. Is it that? Death in the Sunshine? No, it's uh, called something else. I don't remember. Anyways, the important part. Oh, the quarter storm. Yes. The quarter stone. Or is it quarter storm? Storm. Storm. The quarter storm. Yes, that's what it is. (gasps) So now I have these two books that Uh, I just have. Good luck. What? I'm saying that in a good way. I hope her second book is better. This is the same author that wrote Bacchanal, and I was like, ugh, I'm just over Bacchanal. Oh. But I'm hoping she, I hope she wrote this one better. Oh. I think you would like, no, actually, I don't know if you, I don't think you would like Bacchanal, but I think you'd like the setting of Bacchanal. Because it's like. Why is it in New Orleans? Kinda. What? (laughs) Uh. Yeah, anyways, the whole point of this is that uh, Amazon First Reads, if you are signed up for Amazon Prime, you get two free uh, Kindle books a month that are early releases. This is fabulous. Yeah. Thank you. Why did I not share this with you before? I'm not sure. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm excited. It's pretty great. Have I read any of these books? No. (laughs) Do I just keep stacking them up? Yeah. My Kindle library? I'm prepared for a nuclear holocaust with my Kindle library. (laughs) Good. Yeah. I am Henry Bemis from the first episode of The Twilight Zone. (laughs) I don't understand the reference, but I love it for you. He's the the guy with the glasses, and he hides in the bank vault, and the world gets blown up by a nuclear bomb, but he survives. And so he's like, oh my god, what am I going to do? And he realizes that the library also survived. Nice. And so he just gets all his books together, and he's like, oh my god, I'm so excited that everyone I know is dead, because now I just have time to read books where no one's gonna bother me. Same, Henry! And then he breaks his glasses, (gasps) and he goes, that's not fair. There was time now. Oh my god. That's the end of the episode. What? Lesson lesson of the story, number one, back a pair of glasses. Two, Library survived nuclear thoughts. <laughs> yeah, you took all the important parts away from that episode, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yes, Amazon First Reads. 
I'm excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that later, and I'm probably gonna yeah. <laughs> it's also good if you want to expand your horizons, but you don't want to know you know go buy a freaking thirty dollar yeah self help book because they they have a couple different genres on there that you can peruse through. Uh, Renee Brown's new book is coming out. Speaking of, <laughs> I have just talked so much shit on self help books, and I'm like, by the way, Renee Brown's got a new book coming out called Atlas of the Heart. Where they try to map all the different human emotions and blah, blah, blah. That's interesting. Yeah. Actually, I got a book from uh, my friend the other day because I saw him. He's, he started it and I was like, oh my god, I need to read that. It's called Why We Snap. I'm talking about like anger. And I was like, bruh, give me that book. And he's like, need. I was like, I wrote it down. He's like, do you just want to read it? Because you're going to read it faster than me. I was like, I love you, but, like, this is your book. Yo, and then he, no, but actually, like, yes. But then he still gave it to me anyway. He's like, shut up, Alyssa, here it is. I was like, okay. So now I think that's going to be one of the next books I read because I want to give it back to him. Nice. But then I'm going to learn about anger and why I have it. <laughs> why? That seems useful. Constant. I'll let you know. Thank you. How, how it turns out. Give me the cliff notes. Good. <laughs> Anything else for the EBTB fam? I love you guys. Thank you so for vocal. dealing with us. Yeah. This has been Cathark. fun. <laughs> Hanging out. Talking about books. And it sounds like we're dying. Um, <laughs> we're not. We're just, you know, we've got some fun things planned. We do. For this season. We do. Um, which is exciting. Yeah. So, make those goals... Yeah, let us and, know what your uh, goals are. Stay hot, because you guys are all beautiful. Yeah, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. That's the actually the first step to being good at reading, is be attractive. Good. Which you guys all are, so thanks. And you're funny, and you're cute, and you're smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you gatekeep, and you girl boss, and you gaslight. Yeah, yeah. And we love that. <laughs> Alrighty, anyways, uh, let us know what your book goals are. Yeah. If they're better than mine, I'll publicly shame you on this podcast. <laughs> and wouldn't you love that? I'd sign up for a chance of that. Happens every time. Yep. <laughs> but in a good way, I love it. Yep. <laughs> Alright, everybody, we'll catch you at the next episode in Woo-hoo. which we're going to go back to talking about a book. A book! A book! Exciting. A monstrous book. A huge, a brick of a book. She thick. A thick bitch of a book. With two C's. <laughs> Should we tell them what book it is? Yeah. Tell them, do it. It's Crescent City, House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Mass. Yeah! Did you like that? Did you like that? That was so great! I love how it's called Crescent City, but then it also has this more ominous title of House yeah. of Earth and Blood. I love, like, oh my god. We. We call the series... You know, we should probably just save this for the episode. Yeah, like, okay, the bye! Series, <laughs> the series is called Crescent City, and that's what we're doing next. Okay, bye! <laughs>